So I almost hesitate to to say this because this is already not going to be like a super positive episode. But I did text you yesterday while I was watching this episode, and I texted more like Paramount Piss. Um, uh, yeah. Th- this I this app. I know we've talked about it before, but it's so yeah. bad. It re- it really um, it doesn't. I don't know how it is. Like it seems like Netflix has been around for well over a decade now and like generally does it i don't know i guess i don't use netflix anymore but like has been doing it fine for a long time like how is how do you can you not have a streaming app work right now yeah it's in 2023 it's, it's bananas like like it it because you i guess you probably don't watch most stuff on paramount plus anymore right because you have a lot of a lot of the older shows on blu-ray yeah when i watch an original series or a um or a TNG, I watch it on Blu-ray. Oh, you don't have Deep Space Nine on Blu-ray. Deep Space Nine has never been on Blu-ray because oh. because it doesn't have it doesn't have um, it was never yes it's never been digitally remastered. So okay. I have to watch Voyager and DS Nine on Blu-ray. I have to watch all the all the. I mean, I could I could get a Blu-ray of Discovery, but I won't do that. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Although maybe I should, but like I still I think ultimately like, it's probably still cheaper for me to subscribe to. Yeah. Uh, these and it is to get Blu-rays of every single season, you know. Yeah. But like, now, do you still have the like Paramount Plus Premium, which is <laughs> I, I love. I, do. I I don't think we've talked about this on the air. I think I have like mentioned it over text sometimes of like my annoyance at like the number of things that are, that get like plus added to the end of them as yeah yeah, and then like. But then you can have different levels of them, so then you get like plus plus or like plus premium or plus platinum. Like you're just adding yeah. additional superlatives onto the end of something. Um, yeah, I do have I do have um, the so the, the ad free one basically the double the double plus. Yeah, I do have the ad free. Interesting, because and it, and even that still because cra- I feel what what I've noticed is it like crashing the most is usually like when it's coming out of ads. Or any time I try to rewind it or pause it, that just it it does not accept rewinding. It's just like no, sorry, it's gone now. Right, and that's honestly like that's that's one of the things that drives me nuts is that like I have that, I do have the plus, and the reason the only reason why I have it is because of how bad it used to be. Where I would just be like, like we'd be watching it, and like half the time when it would come out of an ad, it would just stop. Like, yeah. and, and so I was like, I have to pay more for this stupid service. Yeah. And you have to like fully like reload the, like, I think it's a little better. <laughs> the crashing is easier to deal with now than it was before, which is some kind of praise, I guess. Cause before, like you couldn't even refresh. You had to like open a new tab and like type in, like go to the web- yeah. Paramount Plus website again and like reopen the, the episode. <laughs> Yes, and, and so like we ha- and so it's like which is like that already is I'm resenting this because I'm like it it's crazy that you're you making me are, pay extra for a functional product. Pay extra so your site works like it's nuts, but but like but then like it doesn't even still like that's like it's it's it still is not like functional, and so like so if you watch it on a TV like then it's I think it usually works okay on a TV like we 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 were, mm-hmm. we were together we watched we watched some of it on the TV and it was it worked okay you know. But then I was watching it, you know, cause, but it's like, I, again, it's a streaming service. I should be able to watch it on my phone or on my computer. It sh- like, I, that, I don't think that is like, 
that's too much to ask, you know. Again, as you said, like in this day and age, like it's it's yeah. it should be a <laughs> for something that I'm paying ask. money for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so like I tried to watch it on my phone actually recently like to, uh, the, 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 this discovery episode I tried to watch it on my phone while I was doing chores okay I was yeah. like I was like I, I'll be able to pay attention fine I'll just I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to cast the audio through my uh, Google home so that way I I don't miss anything you know and then about like two minutes into the episode it just stops it's it's it stops and it gives me a pop-up on my phone screen and it's like Hey, well, you should uh, like like never miss an NFL game. Tell us your location on the app. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I I was just like, okay, well, this is a stupid thing. They didn't ever me to do this, but like, no, I just won't do but that. No. You know, like, I, I'm just not going to do that. And so, and so, <laughs> I just pushed no, and then, and then it kicked me out back to the whose account is this screen? I was like, well, that's weird and dumb, but whatever. So I was like, I'll, I'll just do it again. And so I did it again. And then it did the exact same thing. Like it, 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 it like a, a, at the same point, it was like, connect your location. And I still said no. And it kicked me back out to the, the screen. And I got so mad. And then I was like, but so then I was like, okay, well, fine. I'm not going to watch it right now. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wait until, I'll watch it on the computer while I was doing something else. And then I watched it on the computer and probably like six times it just like stopped in the middle of watching. It would just be like, it was just like blank screen. I mean, be like, sorry, we can't be reached right now. And I had to like refresh it. And it's just like, it's like, it's, it is a thing where it's like, it is a thing that is literally, it is, it is like, like the fact that Star Trek is on this service and is basically the only place where it is on like where it is on i'm sure that i am not the only person who is being held hostage by this yeah. by this like 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 it's, i don't know like again like it's yeah just, like i don't want to sound i, I like have too, to have this service but this is the only reason i do yeah it's like i don't want to sound too dramatic like like you know it's like ultimately it is a consumer good that i'm paying for or whatever like like sure there are bigger problems in the world but like I was just like, this is stupid. It's it's just really, really stupid that that uh, that it's like this. Like, it, there's yeah, it does feel like something. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard to do. No. Like one job. Yep, I totally agree. Um, but uh, anyway, maybe not the most charismatic thing so uh, that I've said before. So now we can <laughs> kind of go into. Uh, Continuing to not be the most charismatic by talking about this episode that I don't think either of us liked. Uh. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we're talking about All is Possible, Discovery, Season 4, Episode 4, written by... Alan McElroy and Eric J. Robbins, and directed by John Ottman. The memory alpha synopsis of this episode is, Tilly and Adira lead a team of Starfleet Academy cadets on a training mission that takes a dangerous turn. Meanwhile, Burnham is pulled into tense negotiations on Navarre. Yep. Um, so this is one, I, I think we both had the same reaction, I guess at different points, because I realized it like, when I saw the thumbnail pulling up this episode, and I think like, you realized it a little bit into the episode, but this is like a notable, I think for you, especially like example that you use of like why you don't like this show. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't look at the thumbnail when I started watching it. And so yeah. I, uh, 
<laughs> I I was started watching it and then I realized what episode it was, and I went, "Oh no, it's this episode!" Because I like I know we've talked uh-huh. about this before. For like when we do discovery episodes, is that like we don't like talking unless the episode's like really kind of like funnily bad, like something like Justice or whatever. Like we don't really like talking about how much episodes of the show suck because we like yeah just to, things we, like like, we don't like things like, that we just don't like yeah we, and it's like it's that, that's, we're not like getting like a lot of joy out of out of like making fun of this stuff really you know like um, yeah and so like i always would prefer to enjoy the thing uh, but I, I i am really cognizant of the fact that like we spend a lot of time on this show in particular like talking badly about discovery in particular and so like yeah i'm always like hopeful oh maybe i'll like this one and then like this but this one i watched i was like oh like not only do i'm not gonna like this episode this is like a notably an episode that i really don't like and uh because i I think we were talking i think probably before we started recording was when we were talking about this that like there are episodes of discovery that i feel like we do like to different degrees or like yeah and we've just we've kind of just happened to all like the ones we have gotten kind of are sort of like a lot of the Mount Rushmore of like discovery episodes yeah, that we that we kind of like hold up as just like have all the things we dislike. Yeah, I mean, like we've we've done one of some of the Mind Palace episodes. We've done uh, like the one where Mirror Universe Rue gets eaten. You know, and we've done this episode, which is like, uh, which I have, I have said, it's kind of like, it, there's, there's some like the trauma stuff that I like to make fun of on the show in this episode too. But like, really the thing that, that really gets me about this episode is that it is kind of the, it's kind of the other aspect of the show that I really don't care for, which is the kind of like intense kind of like self-actualization talk stuff where I think again, it kind of reaches its apotheosis in this episode in which like a, an, an ensign perishes in this episode. And it is basically treated as like a way for like one of the characters to like undergo like self-actualization. Yeah. Like it's a good thing that this pilot died because it yeah. helped Tilly figure out what she wanted in life. Yeah. Like there is, there is a scene at the end. We can get out of this out of the way right now. Like there's a scene at the end of this episode in which, um, Adira says, I'm glad I came. And like, I, got, I don't know about <laughs> you, man, but like, if I ever go to like a thing where like Someone somebody dies. I know and I'm responsible for is like killed in like a horrible plane crash, essentially, like, I'm not going to say that because it won't be true. I won't be glad that I was there. Like, like, like that's, I, I don't know, but it's just like, they're glad that they came because like it helped them like grow as a person. And it's like, I don't like, screw that. Like, you know, I don't know. I just, I, that, that really just, I remember just drove me crazy, you know, at the, yeah. uh, at the time, but anyway, uh, yeah, we can, we can, we can dive into it though. I think, uh, yeah, yeah we've kind of gotten out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will probably warn everyone. This is, I think going to be another one where if it seems like our kind of synopsis of it is all over the place, it's just because it's, hard to sort of linearly explain what happens in a single episode of discovery <laughs> yeah it's not a because there's just like a bunch of unrelated stuff happening at the same time yeah that like was happening before this episode started and continues happening in the next episode i will say this one is a little bit more uh i think self-contained than some of some discovery episodes like 
Yeah, the probably. Feels... There are kind of like the two main just like things that are happening and that both kind of come to a conclusion at the end. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it, it, it does start... The, I did write down the episode starts the way it feels like every episode starts with, with like a captain's log or like somebody's personal log is voiceover and then just like slow motion shots of like people walking through the halls of the ship and like this voiceover being like, everyone's really stressed. They're they're just really going through a lot right now. Yeah, uh, the the um, at the end. This is the at the end of the episode. Uh, my wife was like, when when all the, when the music is playing and and uh, and like Tilly is kind of like getting on the ship and hugging, well, like walking Kim, through the halls, yeah, like waving Kim, at everybody. Yeah. yeah, Kim was like, "This is so dramatic." Like like she was, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're right. It is. It's uh-huh. it's that's the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the episode, uh, yeah, begins as you said with with like the typical kind of. Uh, yeah, it's like like uh, Burnham is making like a captain's log. It's about just kind of like how everything, everyone's really going through a lot right now because like yeah. Booker's still upset that his planet and entire species has been destroyed, and like Stamets is stressed because he's trying to figure out how to stop this wormhole thing. Yeah. Um, and everyone's working really hard and going through a lot. And then, essentially, like the two things that happen are uh, Michael and Saru get asked by the president to come and be like kind of efficients or like representatives of the Federation at this like negotiation between the Federation and Navarre, which is like the planet that used to be Vulcan and is now the home world where like the Vulcans and Romulans have reunited and kind of all live on this planet together. Yeah. Um, and there, there's this negotiation for them to rejoin the Federation because they had left after the burn and are now like considering rejoining. And then the other thing that's going on is that Tilly is, goes back to Starfleet Academy to like, take these three cadets uh no four cadets because one of the one dies at the beginning i thought he was just like the guy that was piloting the shuttle i think he's like already like he's like a lieutenant or something oh is he i thought he was in the yeah i thought i think he's like an actual like starfleet person that's just flying the shuttle but he's not like part of the training so i think it's like the the three Mm. and then adira i guess i'm trying to find that in the thing because i thought he was because because like Remember, I think they call him a lieutenant. Oh, maybe you're right. Uh, yeah, Lieutenant Callum. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, he's he's like the they're kind of like shuttle pilot basically. But I think he was just gonna drop them off there, and then come pick them up after they were done. Because mm-hmm. they were just gonna do this kind of like routine like planetary survey, team building exercise. Yeah. Type thing, you know, like carry a fox and a chicken across a river on a boat or something <laughs> right <laughs> and you're kind of like wait is this a team building exercise or is it a riddle you know <laughs> right, yeah callbacks maybe all right hey it wasn't that long ago no i know that was, no, that was, it, was, really it, was like, it was like a month ago i think yeah right yeah yep <laughs> but, but, but anyways um yeah and so then tilly like uh or i think hugh asks tilly to take adira with her because like they need kind of more experience like just working to like adira is someone that like 
is very capable but is always kind of like working on their own and like doesn't kind of interact well with other people so mm-hmm. also needs team building experience i guess yeah. um and then i guess there's also there's a couple scenes of booker doing therapy as well with uh with dr culber yeah where basically dr culber's trying to convince him that just like part of the grieving process is you need to actually like go through grief and like feel like you can't just sort of like lock it all up and be like no i just like have to go on like you do have to like feel sad and like understand kind of the how big that loss is and like there's nothing you can do to like make that go away you just kind of have to go through it um, that stuff is boring and nothing happens i don't even know how much we have to talk about that it's yeah just like, i mean that's basically end, that's basically it it's like he kind of like and then he makes a flower out of some sand or something yeah it's like this practice that apparently is like a thing that the that uh the people of quajan would do yeah um as like a way of like healing after after you know a loss and he's like well it's not the same because like what makes it healing is that it is the connection to the planet and like it's sand from this planet and like the planet's gone that's what we so like i can't heal now and yeah and culber is basically like yes you're right like that's that's the point is that you have to like really like actually feel that loss before you can start healing from it yeah so he goes through that they're biding time until that kind of cool uh rice and the rice and guy shows up and shows goes up. off with him yeah. yeah um i guess do you want to just like take kind of the two because they don't really have anything to do with each other so just sort of take the two kind of yeah. stories separately yeah so like the navarre stuff is that kind of they're at this negotiation and like it seems like it's just about they're just about to like come to an agreement and announce that Navarro will rejoin the Federation. And then kind of at the last moment, the head like Vulcan ambassador is like, well, we'll only join the Federation if the agreement has a like allowance that if we ever want to leave the Federation, we can just like immediately be out. Yeah. And the Federation's like, well, we can't accept that. That's not fair to like, all of the other members if there's just kind of like this one planet that has this special clause that like essentially like absolves them of any responsibility yeah um and everything kind of breaks down and they're like well i guess it's not going to happen and we're everyone's like about to go back home and <laughs> and then the president and, and the, uh, what's what's the name of the what's the name of the 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 vulcan oh the vulcan who has a crush on uh on saru uh what is her name um is it Tarina? Yeah, it's Tarina, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, they're, they're both kind of like, hey, could you guys do something about this? They say that to, to, to Saru Yeah, so and, the president uh, talks to Burnham and, and Tarina talks to Saru. And Burnham just kind of immediately decides that, like, oh, the real reason we were called here is that they want me to actually, like, go behind everyone's back and solve everything for them. Yeah, which, which just is, feels like the most, like, Burnham thing <laughs> And in terms of that, she is correct. Like uh, right, because yes. again, like she's always written to actually be right. Yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, that they're just like kind of both of them are for various like political reasons, kind of getting pressure from different like factions in their own government that like they can't afford to go against. So like they can't make a compromise with each other, but they're like maybe if you know like someone else like 
went and like made up a compromise and like came up with it, then we could agree to it. So, so then they kind of split up, and so Burnham talks to the president, and and then Saru goes and talks with Tarina. Um, which yeah, they kind of like continue the like they're con- they are kind of building this connection with each other, but also like Saru is kind of doing this like negotiating and finding out this kind of what's really going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I gotta be honest with you, like this slid directly out of my brain. I don't even remember like what the solution is. That they, like, like and I watched, this I, I didn't yesterday. fully understand because like, the solution is just like, well, what if there's like a third party kind of like oversight committee that like, so like they join the Federation, but then there's some sort of like third party, like, mediating between them that like will decide like if they do want to pull out they can like go through this and like but the third party is just michael yeah because she like was raised on vulcan but right. is part of the federation okay that's that's what i thought i was like am i missing something because like she's part of the federation she's a like, yeah she's a full-on like office like federation officer but i guess she's I guess like she was raised on vulcan raised like, vulcan yeah but like they really I think have is what taken, they go with for that like they, they, that that part of her character has really been excised, really, you know, because it's like in the first like season or two, that is an important part of her character where it feels like she kind of has trouble accessing like the human part of herself, the human, right? Yeah, like she's almost like kind of, you know, what like Spock is sometimes, right? Where it's like she's yeah. like part human, part Vulcan, and like trying to, yeah, yeah. I think the first season especially, she is very like that's kind of a big thing as she was like raised to be Vulcan and so she's talking like and yeah I think now it is like every now and then she'll like point out that something is logical um but yeah this does not at all feel like a that she is like kind of a bridge between like Vulcan and human worlds but yeah I okay now it, do you have anything more you want to say about this because I, I don't really not like, really like, no like, yeah, I think we don't even have to talk about it anymore it's just like that's it like she's just like yeah. what if I solved your problems what if I was on like the governing council like sounds good and I'm like okay sure like, yeah and everyone agrees with that yeah yeah and I will get- say again like and I think it's just I really like Saru I really think like the all the scenes with like him and Tarina I think are like usually yeah. good mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they're just both like good actors and they kind of like bring a lot of like the right degree of kind of like subtlety where like you can tell there's like chemistry there, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's good. I think Doug Jones is amazing. and Just mm-hmm. want to watch Saru all the time. Um, but yeah, that's all that happens kind of with that part. I mean, I, I did, I did have that feeling that I, I do sometimes, especially in the later seasons of the show where I'm like, I could watch a show about like all the, like, like, Saru obviously is a main cast member, but, like, I could watch a show about the non-main cast members on this show very easily. Like, like obviously, we yeah. talked about, like, the other bridge crew who don't get to very much. But but it's, like, I like the president. I like Tarina. I like, um, I, yeah. he's not in this episode, but I love the, the Admiral guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, this one, he has a, a stomach worm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they're, like, yeah, he has the stomach worm, and, like, apparently the way to treat it is you, like have to let you have it to not be on the show for an episode <laughs> like, right <laughs> like yeah but you like you have to like let the worm like grow to full size before you can do a surgery to take it out which yeah. takes like roughly you know 50 minutes or whatever the length of a episode of star trek is yeah um 
yeah, so we can move on to the other episode, the other part of the episode. Yeah. Which is Tilly and Deer go, they're on this training mission with a, a, a lieutenant and then also three ensigns who, uh, uh, two of the ensigns I think in particular I just found completely detestable. <laughs> like, <laughs> The, okay. the the human the human woman was fine. She's a human, right? Yeah, she is. She's, she's human. Fine. Yeah, she she just kind of like has. Yeah, she doesn't really have much to do. She just kind of like is the one other one that's also there. She's just kind of like I'm scared of other aliens because I've never met one. Like until until I went to the yeah a little bit, but yeah. And then like the other two are there's a te- he's a Tellerite, right? The, I think so. Yeah. I know, he's, like, he's Teller, like, they've changed the look of Tellerite so much, I feel like, in every show. that He's kind of like the Discovery's... Like, kind of the way that Discovery has, like, its Klingons. He's kind of like... That's kind of what he is for a Tellerite, where it's like, I guess he's a Tellerite. He, he doesn't sure. look that different from like, a Klingon, honestly. Uh, but Yeah, uh, I guess so. He's got tusks. Yeah, so he's... Um, he's and he was like... His parents were enslaved by the, like, Orion Syndicate. Were they enslaved, or, or were they just kind of like... Not or, or maybe they were just like, kind of raided by them, or like their planet was raided. Yeah, not 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 that it's good, regardless, of course. Yeah, but, like, but yeah, but he he like resents the, the Orions. Yeah, and then the other guy is Orion. Yeah, and the and like, again, like I I I want to. And they fully they fully introduce themselves this way too. Like when right. they're like introduce themselves, the, the Tellerite right is like, "Hi, I'm whatever my name is." I, I was like, mistreated by the Orions for yeah. my whole life. And the other like guy's like, hi, I'm an Orion, which means I have to work twice as hard to get any respect because everyone judges me for being an Orion. Yeah. And th- okay. And again, this is the thing where it's like, I'm sure that is, that is probably tough, I guess. It would be tough in the, and if that was a real thing. But like, again, it kind of just reminds me a little bit of that thing I was talking about in the last episode with like 12 Years a Slave, where that guy's like, oh, it's really hard to be like... A person who was in charge of slaves. Now, obviously, now this guy, it turns out, is not only was he not in charge of slaves, but, like, his dad was, like, basically, like, a good Orion who was trying to keep the Emerald yeah, Chain was like, from... But it's, like... And I think was all, was killed, right? Or... Uh, maybe. I forget but, what if they said, like, something happened to his... Or just... But, yeah, his dad was, like, an activist that was, like, trying to, like, reform... The, the Orions. Well, maybe... But maybe this 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 Orion guy should just be, like... But there is some still some degree of, like... I, I, I think your point is still stands, right? That, like, even if you are, like, the person from the place of privilege that's just, like, maybe we should, like, be less terrible. Like, you still, like, only have the opportunity to do that because you have, like, become wealthy based on this, like, system that's been in place mistreating people for this long, right? Like, even if you're not responsible for it, like, yeah, that's it's kind like- of part of, like, what goes into privilege and that kind of thing i don't know it's like it's like i'm like well it's really hard to be an american because like i feel guilty about like all the different places all the different countries that america has ruined like it's like that's right. not really like like it those are not comparable like problems you know? right but, to like watching your grandparents starve to death yeah. but then like but on the flip side i find i think the most annoying one of these characters is the the Tellerite, because every line that he has, he has like this kind of like whiny voice. He kind of talks like this, like, and then he's always just yeah. like, well, "What are you doing that for?" Like, "Oh, well, you it's, would do that because you're an Orion or like stupid you, Orion." Yeah, yeah like, and <laughs> I'm I was just like, "We're trying not to die of exposure right now." You can, yeah, maybe give like it a, give it a rest, like, focus on the yeah. the moment. Yeah, um, and I will say the one thing I did kind of like it, it, it is is that not that I. 
and not that I was a, a, an approving of the way that that guy was expressing himself, but I did kind of think it was funny when, um, like, the third time that Gadir was like, well, past me, this this happened to, to that person. And then, like, he was kind of like, shut up about that. Stop talking about all your, your past lives. And it wasn't because I was like, yeah, screw Adir. It was just more like, I was just like, that would be kind of, that that would probably be kind of annoying. Like, like if you, if you were friends with a, a trill to just the trill always being like, Oh yeah, well, you know, I have had five kids and, and like, you know, like, like that, that, that would be, you'd probably be like, okay, I get it. Like you, you got a worm in you, you know, like, um, right. Uh, which I, I, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, now this but. was something, cause I think I was trying to remember how this plays out. And again, like, I'm going to ask you to, recall for me the timeline of a season of discovery but like yeah at some point don't they put the symbiont back into gray i don't think so i think they just they resurrect gray which they have already okay. done but i don't but think adira still it. has like the tall yeah i believe so symbiont. okay yeah um because yeah for some reason i thought i remember that happening but like clearly in this episode it seems like they still do have the yeah i think- like the tall and all the, the past memories which did kind of make me sort of like, as much as I like, again, I'm largely annoyed by the character. I like, I kind of took Adira aside quite a bit in this one. Where just like, right, like they, because they do have like all these kind of like past experiences and knowledge that they could be like taking advantage of. And Tilly just keeps being like, no, sorry, you're one of the cadets now. Um, again, when we're like trying to survive and they're just like, I could, like, right, like, I'm the most capable person to just, like, I can go out to the ridge faster than it would take, like, all of us to, like, trudge our way up there, and, like, I know what I'm doing, and, and Tilly's like, no, we have to do this as a team, because that's what the episode of Star Trek is about. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't trying to say that, like, I was annoyed at, like, Adira, like, but like yeah, I, I, saying I do. this stuff, it was just more like, that was just, I was just thinking, like, yeah, it would be probably, that would be kind of probably annoying if you were, like, friends with somebody who was a Trill, and just they were just always talking yeah. about, like, well, you know, one time I was a carpenter or whatever, you know. Uh, right. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, one thing, one thing that you, you did make me think of when you're talking about, like, the Orion guy and, and him being, like, kind of trying to be like, oh, yeah, it's so tough to be an Orion, is that I think it's one of those things where like it's so much better done with um tendy yeah because that is like and again like it's not like a huge focus and it's never this maybe it is because it's never this like just like like kind of laid straight out there but like that's a part of her character is that like everyone and i guess it's a different time period too where like here like the orion have been kind of this big you know, there's been, like, the Emerald Chain, it's been, like, this big, powerful force, and for her, it's more just kind of, like, Orion have this reputation that, like, everyone just kind of assumes that, like, oh, they're all just, like, criminals and pirates, and she ha- she's always having to, like, kind of fight against that to be, like, an upstanding member of Starfleet. Um, but I feel like that's, like, a very well-done part of her character that, like, I always like when that comes up, and yeah, in this case, it just feels very, like, they're kind of trying to like slap you in the face with it. I'm not sure what it is that it like doesn't, it just works so much better for her than it does for, for this guy. It's, it's funny you say that because the most, at the time of recording, the most recent episode of Lord Dex is a Tendi episode where her sister is getting married and she has to go back to Orion to participate in like this wedding. Oh, really? Interesting. And it, and that's kind of about what you're saying basically. 
it's a good episode and i think i think that like there's a couple of reasons why why it works better there than it does here one of the reasons is that well one well there's three i would say there's probably three main reasons one reason is that that is a better written television program uh you know sure sure but then but then i would say two reasons two kind of more specific reasons is that one the show very rarely like makes that a thing where you're taught where like tendy feels like where it feels like an actual like tragic like Oh, like it, where like honestly, like it reminded me of when he said that thing about like I have to try twice to start. It reminded me of like the thing that you hear women say sometimes about like, well, it's harder to be a woman because like we have to do everything like backwards and in heels, which I think is true. I'm just being clear. I'm not. I'm not like making fun of when people say that. Like I think that's, but it's where it's. But it's like the difference between like the Orion saying that and when women say that is that when women say that they're not, you know, like women have not benefited from you know, hundreds right. of years of, of like oppression, you know, the way that, that, that he has, but like, yeah, um, it, it is kind of the like p- punching up or punching down type of thing. Yeah. But like, but what, so when Tendi like deals with this stuff, it is primarily, it feels like something that like kind of comes up more for anything else. Like, because it's, it's embarrassing where he's just kind of like, ugh, like she's not like making out like she's like, part of an oppressed group because sometimes people are intimidated by Orion's. It's more, she's just kind of like, yeah, like I wish people wouldn't say this about me, but like, it's not like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, she's not yeah. like out there being like, uh, like, why is this so hard? You know? Yeah. It's more just like, this makes me uncomfortable whenever it comes up. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and sure, I guess part of that, like, again, to give the benefit, like part of that is that like that she has the benefit of being like a main character in a, like long running show that like has time to give her care. Right. That's not like that's true. That's true. a central, that's not the defining point of her character. There's so much more about her character and that's just like a part of it. Whereas this guy very much is just like written to be like, he's the one who's an Orion yeah. and this, what he, this is what he's about. And like in like half an episode of it, you know, but then the other, the other thing about, about him. that, why I think it works better for her is that like the show itself acknowledges what we're saying about, like how that's not in the big streaming things. That's not really a big struggle. Like in, hmm. in this episode, I don't, again, I want to give ruin it, but like in this most recent episode where she comes back to her home world and she's kind of like being like, Oh, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's like her family is super rich and they carry, they get carried around on litters and like everyone treats her with really, with all this differentiate differentiality or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, 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 however, whatever the correct, conjugation of that deference thank you to the stupid uh leave it in damn you english but uh yeah so so it's like the show is wise enough to be like yeah like this is it's annoying for her but it's like in the big scheme of things like not really that bad of a problem (laughs) you know uh which uh again like this this show has no such self-awareness in this character's regard anyway we've talked a lot for like about like a character that's not super important to the but 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 I don't know, it's just like a thing it bugged me like but yeah so those are the three people uh and they just kind of fight like for the whole episode. yeah yeah it's like well no you shut up yeah um and yeah and so the the, sh- the shuttle crashes on this like ice planet with ionic thunderstorms and squid monsters and they're like, you know, their systems are down and they're like, okay, well, we need to get like a communicator working so we can signal to 
the ship that's supposed to pick us up. Mm-hmm. And at first they're like staying in the shuttle and then the shuttle starts to get attacked by this monster that they're like, oh, it's attracted to like electrical impulses, I think, or yeah. like some, some equivalent of that. They're just like, like any so of our like, frequencies that are the same frequencies as the ones that are, that are on that like yeah. that power their equipment. Yeah. So they're like, we have to like shut down all the equipment and they're like, but without the equipment, then we can't contact the ship. And so they're like, well, so we have to kind of go by foot up to this ridge over there because this, like, I they had to go over there. Was it because it was away from the monster or just because there was, like, less interference and so then they could get a signal out? I forget why, but there's, like, some reason they have to, like, go by foot out across the snow to get to this ridge. And then once they're on the ridge, they'll be able to send up a signal and get beamed out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and then they're like going across and fighting with each other, and then Adira gets stuck in the ice, and they have to like wrap a rope around them and like work together to pull them out of the ice. And they're like, "Wow, we really did something together just now." Then they get to the ridge, and they're like, well, these monsters are coming for us, so, like, Tilly has to sort of run out and try to draw the monsters away while the rest of them are, like, signaling the ship. Mm-hmm. And they do that, and they're, like, shooting at the monsters with their phasers, and they get away. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, yeah. Kind I of mean, what happens? I, I, am I forgetting part no, of this? No, that's basically what happens. It's, and then... Yeah. Yeah, and then at, but then at the end... So, so the thing we didn't really talk about is that the... Um, before all this happens, like there's this kind of Starfleet uh, psychologist uh, played. Is he played by David Cronenberg? Um, is that who that is? I think it is. No, I'll, I'm going to double check. What's that guy's name? Never remember what his name is. He's just kind of like he's one of those because he's in season three now and then two and then yeah. like occasionally in this one. And it's just kind of like yeah, he's just kind of sometimes around. Um, Doctor Kovic. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm double checking. I think he's played by David Kroberg. Yeah, he is. Okay. So he is. He he asked Tilly to do this, and then at the end, he is like, "Hey, uh, you know, you did a really great job." Which, like, you know, like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, like, they lived, you know, like, like it wasn't it wasn't her fault that any of that stuff happened, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like really like everyone should have died, and like you managed to get everyone except for the pilot out alive. Which yeah. is impressive. And so he's like, maybe you could be a teacher, and you know. And then she's like, well, you know, and that was one thing I did actually kind of. Again, I, I will say I, I have nothing but contempt for like the way that they kind of are like. Well, it's actually kind of a good thing that we had this experience where this guy died. But there's a scene toward the end where she's kind of like, oh, maybe I should do this. And I don't know why they did this in the real world version of the show, because it does feel like a way for them to be like, well, we need to write out Mary Wiseman as a main character. Like, like we, she can yeah. show up sometimes, but like, for whatever reason. Which I don't think they had to, right? Because like, she, like, did she have like another project she was working on or something? Well, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it feels Because that's what like, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's like, well, she'll be back for the finale, everybody. Yeah. Um. um but... So I don't really know what was going on there, but like, yeah, 
there's a scene though where she's talking to Michael and she basically is like, it was a kind of an interesting thing where it was, I appreciated it from a, even though like I, I am so over like most of these characters like talking about like their traumas and stuff. Like I was like, this kind of makes sense in like, I, I, I this is kind of an interesting thing for this character. And also I think that it, it makes sense from a, um, it's kind of an interesting kind of like fun Star Trek science fiction kind of acknowledgement where she's like, I've been wanting to be the captain because I thought my mom wanted me to not because I wanted to. And she's like, my mom's dead now though. Like my mom died hundreds of years ago, like, like because we're in the future. And I, and she's like, I never really thought about that, that like my mom's not even, she's not going to see me do this. Like, what am I doing? You know? And so I did kind of like that the way that was handled, like, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting, like, that is one thing that I think can resonate with a lot of people of, like, yeah. at some point you get to a point in your life where you realize, like, oh, have I just been, like, kind of following this track of, like, yeah. what the next thing was supposed to be and, like, what the end goal was supposed to be and never, like, stop to think about, like, okay, but what, why am I doing what I'm doing and what can I, what would I actually, like, choose to do or want to do right. now is who I am now mm-hmm. type of thing. And she does have that moment of just like, this is like what I find so much more like kind of reward in instead of just like, well, I guess next I'll try to become a commander on a starship. And yeah. Yeah. Especially because like it does feel like in Star Trek, like that so often is like kind of like the thing where it's like you ultimately you want to become the, you know, like like whenever you see someone kind of like in the future, like, right. Like, they're eventually, right. They all become a captain. Yeah. Like captain Beverly crusher or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so like, that was kind of good, but, but again, like there's that scene that we talked about already, like at the end where like Adir is like, Oh man, I'm really glad I came like, cause it really helped me like open up as a person or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, a man is dead. Like you can't like, <laughs> you know, it's Be like, this crazy. was an overall positive experience. Yeah. And it just feels like, Ultimately, everyone is agreeing that, like, this was essentially a positive experience. And again, I, I'm not saying you can't have good things coming out of bad circumstances or whatever. But I just I just fundamentally can't get behind. Like, it, it just feels like it's it's the problem, I think, that this show runs into so often where it's like it's again, like it, it, it feels to me to be kind of like this kind of a millennial ethos going on here in a way that I that I can't quite get behind of this, this idea that like, that like self-actualization, like that is the thing, like that is the thing that ultimately has to be kind of like respected and like the ultimate good. Yeah. Because I think that like, when you look at that, like from as like your primary, like way of going through a life then you do kind of get into these, frankly, sort of like ridiculous, things where you're like well you know whatever like like as, as as because like i was able to glean something out of it i can like say it was a a positive overall experience i don't know i i, I don't know, yeah. maybe i'm not even quite expressing myself like the way i want to be when i say that but but like i just find it i find it really distasteful like the way that the, the, the show goes about that sometimes and especially in this episode i think more than any other like it just is kind of like yeah it is kind of the most like stark example of it yeah yeah that 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 stuff at the end there really just kind of kills me uh when i when i watch this episode but i you know we've i've seen it now uh once for watching it the first time and once for watching this and i will probably never watch it again so 
that's okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about this episode? Uh, I, I, I think we've... we've uh, the only thing I wrote down... You know, you're, you're from northern climes. So you know how, mm-hmm. like, when it's cold and snowing outside and you're out, like, exerting yourself for a few hours, like, your hair and skin look totally perfect and just have, like, a few <laughs> snowflakes kind of setting on them? Yeah, yeah. Well, when we talked about, like, the... Uh, the the Star Trek is just like their their casts are 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 progressively required to be getting hotter and hotter, you know. More like, and more beautiful people. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Um but uh yeah, that's uh I, I didn't really I didn't really think about that, but you're right, you're right. Like uh that's that's funny. Yeah. And they do have you know that kind of thing where there's just like some like snowflakes just kind of like stuck in the hair but yeah otherwise it's like you know nice and like kind of just in perfect shape instead of i feel like you know in reality it would be like just totally like slicked to your forehead and i i would think they would look much more miserable than yeah (laughs) they all really do yeah but um all right well thank you everybody for listening we come in every other week our next episode is uh, a original series episode, Bread and Circuses. It is uh, original series, season two, episode 25. Is that the Roman? That's the Roman one, right? There's a couple of different like gladiator ones, I feel like. But yes, that's the Roman one. Okay, yeah. awesome. That'll be fun. Uh, so we'll do that back in a couple weeks. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Contracts. You can check us out on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can check us out on our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com or you can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Uh, we are uh, one of the shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Wizard Study, which is a Harry Potter podcast. There is That's Not How Science Works, which is a science pop culture podcast. And there is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. So check any of those shows out if those things sound like things you like. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>